Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I am your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. And this is the third trivia game for the year 2021. And it's episode number 39. For this game, I will be stating 13 true slash false statements in which you and anyone that you're listening in with, you get to guess if the statements are true or false. What I will be doing is saying one statement at a time, pausing after each, so you can have a moment or two to think about your answer. And if you're sitting next to somebody and playing against somebody, you can state your answer out loud to the people that you're with. I will then reveal the correct answer. Each statement refers to one of the past 12 episodes, which are episodes 27 to 38. Thank you again for listening into those episodes. And if you haven't, go check them out. I've had fantastic guests. I mean, I'm so blessed that I continuously have these people that are saying yes and willing to be on the Puberty Prof podcast to share their knowledge and experiences. So are you ready to play? Let's get ready to rumble. Okay. Number one. Transitioning to middle school slash junior high can be challenging in a variety of ways. I'll repeat this one again. I'll try to repeat all two times. Transitioning to middle school slash high school can be challenging. And the correct answer is true. As Harper and Lauren explained in episode 27, They've experienced different challenges, including social challenges of who they're connecting with. They also experienced just all the different things. It was different classes. I mean, you have to go to different classrooms at times. Sometimes in elementary school, we're in one room. Typically in middle school and junior high, you go to a variety of classrooms and you have a variety of new teachers. So between the classroom situation and, of course, more higher level thinking because you're learning more in a middle school or junior high level, you have that. And then you also have your social challenges as well as those puberty challenges of your body. So all those changes. So transitioning can be challenging. That does not mean that's a negative thing. That means it's a part of life. Number two. School guidance counselors are one resource a young person can go to for support. Again, school guidance counselors are one resource a young person can go to for support. The correct answer is true. In episode 28, in which Harper and Lauren returned, they personally shared their use of the school guidance counselor. Now, if you don't have 
a school guidance counselor that you know of at the school or within the community, you can look for a school or community social worker or other resources that I'll be mentioning in another true-false statement coming up. Number three, there is no shame in asking for help. Actually, people who ask for help are brave. So there's two statements there. I'll repeat that. There is no shame in asking for help. Actually, people who ask for help are brave. And the correct answer is true. As Dr. Robert Dixon shared in episode 29, that it's brave to ask for help. I know that some of us are raised in a household or a culture in which you're supposed to figure out everything on your own, but that's not true. That's where we as a community, we get together. All of us are going to stumble at some point and it's brave to ask for help. So please do, if you feel that you're stumbling, if you feel like if you use that, um, that visual of, you know, you're trying to juggle so much in the air and something drops like a ball drops, that's, that happens in all of our lives. And there are resources to go to in which Dr. Robert Dixon, he actually trains future school guidance counselors. And if you have one available, you can go there. Number four, mindfulness has been proven to help out our brains during the fight or flight response, which is the stress response. Mindfulness has been proven to help out our brains during the fight or flight response, the stress response. And the correct answer is true. Dr. Megan Sweet, she's the creator of Your Three Eyes. She was on episode 30, and she talked about how she personally has been using mindfulness for many years. She actually helps teach educators about how to incorporate the skill set within their classrooms because it starts with adults. It starts with us as adults that if we do this within our families, in front of our children, as well as in the classroom setting, that we actually can teach young people about this mindfulness skill set, which helps us when we're feeling really stressed, That and particularly during that fight or flight response time. So the answer was true. Number five, having a connected family includes being intentional as a family. Having a connected family includes being intentional as a family. And the answer is true. And you might be like, wait, what is this intentional again? I forgot. Intentional means purposeful, as if you're, you're setting your mind for success. You're being aware that if you choose to have a happy and healthy household, you intend it and you put things in place for this to occur. Ashley Logston, she was on episode 31. She talked about having an authentic household. She's a relationship coach. And she, Ashley, is the podcaster for Mama Says Namaste. So consider listening into her. Actually, too, Dr. Megan Sweet, that I referred to, creator of Your Three Eyes, also has a podcast. So please consider listening in to these people's podcasts. Number six, gender inclusivity 
includes not using gender norms when talking with others. Gender inclusivity includes not using gender norms when talking with others. And the answer is true. Melissa Pintar Carnegie, who's a social worker down in Texas, she was on episode 36, and she's the founder of Sex Positive Families. If you need any resources regarding puberty, growing up, or other sexuality topics, check out Sex Positive Families. She has so many listed there. When she was on episode 32, she shared about what gender norms are, and those are the phrases we sometimes mistakenly say to say, well, girls can do this and boys can do this. Uh, It's like girls have to wear pink, boys have to wear blue, which is outdated. Those are gender norms. What we're trying to do is allow for more gender inclusivity to say that, yeah, anybody can wear pink and blue. You know, everybody has opportunities to do things and not to be specific to if you have these body parts, you can only do this and vice versa. And that was, again, the founder of Sex Positive Families that talked about this, Melissa Pintar Carnegie. Number seven, it is never a young person's fault if they're touched inappropriately. It is never a young person's fault if they are touched inappropriately. And the correct answer is true can hear it in my voice. I get very serious about this topic. It's never a young person's fault. When these touches occur, if you remember on episode 33, Lauren Carlson was on that episode. She is the author of Consent for Kids, the book series, and she also wrote and drew for the children's book, My Body is My Own. And to learn more about Lauren, you can go to her website titled Imperfectly Bold, Also, if you have experienced inappropriate touching, whether you're a young person or an adult, please go to rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot org, O-R-G. Number eight, everyone has the right to report inappropriate behavior and be heard no matter how much time has passed. Everyone has the right to report inappropriate behavior and be heard no matter how much time has passed. And the correct answer is true. No matter, even if it was five years ago, you have the right to go and talk with someone regarding inappropriate behavior. If it happened yesterday, if it happened today, you have a right to. Your guidance counselors, your social workers, caregivers, teachers, if you're working in an institution that has human resources, see who in your human resources department is someone to go to to talk about this stuff. Dr. Kelly Palfi, she was on episode 34. We talked about how inappropriate behavior sometimes occurs, and there's different grooming techniques that we need to be aware of and help support our young people that they feel comfortable to come to us when this unfortunate behavior occurs. Dr. Palfrey is also the author of Men Too, because she recognized this doesn't just happen to those that we often think like females, girls, it happens to anyone. So you have the right to report inappropriate behavior and be heard. 
Number nine, drawing can be used as a coping tool no matter what your artistic ability. Drawing can be used as a coping tool no matter what your artistic ability. And the correct answer is true. In which we had Haley Weaver, who was on episode 35, talk about how she uses drawing in her own life as a tool for figuring out her emotions. It's a great coping skill to support anyone's wellness. Even if you feel that you don't have this artistic ability, give it a try. It's a way to express how we feel at times. We can use different colors. We can draw certain shapes or however we want to express our feelings. Now, Haley is the illustrator and creator of web comics, in which on episode 35, she shared her personal story for coping with her own anxiety and struggles as a young person, and then provided advice for people to support their mental health. So if you want to check out her website, Haley drew this or follow her on Instagram. Now, some of you might be thinking, puberty prof, we have four questions left. Are you going to give any false statements? Well, as I would say to the students in my class, that's a great question. What do you think? Hmm. Number 10. Bullying can leave long-term effects on a young person's life. Bullying can leave long-term effects on a young person's life. And the correct answer is true. This behavior, which is the intentional behavior of having power over someone in a variety of ways, it can leave long-term effects on a young person's life. So it will depend upon the person and, of course, what occurs. On episode 36, Sumi Mukherjee shared his experiences as a victim of bullying in his youth. And he is the author of A Life Interrupted, the story of my battle with bullying and obsessive compulsive disorder. So check that out in which he's very honest about how he felt, what occurred, and also how he actually spoke with a person that bullied him when he was younger. So that was really interesting to hear years later. Number 11. NAMI is our nation's largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to building better lives for millions of Americans affected by mental illness. NAMI is our nation's largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to building better lives for the millions of Americans affected by mental illness. And the correct answer is true. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And on episode 37, Brand Guthier, he was speaking with us. He talked a little bit about his own experiences growing up as a preteen and teen and some of the anxiety and other challenges he had, in which he flat out said it was weird to get help. He didn't think that he could ask for help, but you can. He said that out loud. So no matter how you identify you're always able to ask for help. And NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness, is one of those resources you can turn to also. So if you don't find a resource at school or other places in your life at work, 
go online and go to NAMI.org, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and see what resources are available in your area. They're found throughout the United States, which I think is really neat. And I'm very grateful that I met folks from NAMI back when I was teaching at the middle school level in New York, because we use their resources right away. And they talked about how there's some stigmas that existed back then when I was teaching at the middle school level. And they also talk about how, unfortunately, these stigmas still exist. So let's change the stigma. Let's go and ask for help and recognize mental health is important and people with mental health challenges need support. If somebody had an issue with their heart, we give them support. Let's give people that have challenges with their brains the same support. It's a body part. Let's care for one another. All right, number 12. Several research studies have found that closed captioning does improve reading and literacy. Several research studies have found that closed captioning, those words when you watch a movie or a television show, does improve reading and literacy. And the answer is true, which I did not know this. The guest that was on episode 38, Dr. Danny Brazell, he spoke about how they've done all these studies and that though that closed captioning on that screen actually encourages people to, to read more and it helps their literacy. I think that's really neat. So consider putting closed captioning on if you need to strengthen your reading and literacy skills. Last but not least, number 13, 13 is a great age because we have so many opportunities and so many changes going on in our life. So please look at that as a challenge. Number 13, stress is a part of life. Stress is a part of life. And the answer is true. This is something that I find is so interesting in which when people hear the word stress, they're like, oh, I want to get rid of it. Yet stress is a part of our lives. And anything that reads or says how to get rid of stress is not being realistic. What is realistic is noting that all of us have stress from the moment we breathe. Like think about the first stressor in our body. The first, like the moment that we were born, the first stressor was a breath because our body was attempting to breathe and the medical professionals wanted to see us breathe. It's that's healthy. So that's an example of a stressor. A stressor is basically a demand placed upon you, whether it be a physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, environmental, it's a demand placed upon you. What we have to figure out is that when we're feeling stressed, we need to figure out healthy ways to cope. In which you heard one of our podcast guests, Haley, drew as a way to cope. Yet you can also cope by reading. I loved reading when I was younger because I didn't have a lot of kids my own age around. So reading actually helped me cope when I was feeling alone or sad. And it helped with my creativity. Also doing mindfulness practices. There's a variety out there. There's little video clips on the YouTube that exist. There's also apps in which there's free ones. Some you might connect with better than others. You can also journal, journal. You can draw in your journal too. You can play sports, play a musical instrument, sing. You don't have to be like the best singer. You don't have to be 
the excellent person for any of this because all of us, we're, all these activities help us express ourselves and figure out more of how we're feeling and who we are. Please, when you're feeling stress, do something that reminds you of who you are or helps you figure out who you are in a healthy way, something that honors you. If you're feeling overwhelmed, like you're experiencing huge distressors or many distressors at once, please reach out to a reliable resource. I keep on saying that, don't I? Reach out to a friend who has a set of ears that will listen and tell your friend, I want to talk. I I feel like I want to be heard. And that can also be a caregiver, could be a teacher, could be a parent, could be a cousin, somebody that you feel comfortable being who you are with. Can also be a guidance counselor, somebody from NAMI, somebody from RAIN, R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G, and that's for that inappropriate touching. Remember, growing up, no matter who you are, what age you are, can be challenging. Yet you're on this planet for a reason. Please find your reason and live it. Take the ride you bought the ticket for and enjoy your life. You are worth it. So thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed these 13 true-false statements. And if you want to go back and listen to an episode because maybe you misunderstood something from what was said because you didn't get all the correct answers here for this true-false statement game, Go ahead and listen in. And if you have any questions for me, or if you feel that there's something said in error, please connect with me. You can go to pubertyprof.com, that website, and you can leave a comment in a comment box. You can also email me at pubertyprof at gmail.org. And again, I thank you for continuing to listen in. Or if you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Check out the Talk Puberty app to continue those conversations at home. Please stay well, take care of you, you're really important, and have a happy and healthy day. La, 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 la. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow The Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by The Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, common questions children ask about puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.